Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Megan Patterson and Aaron Jensen. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan story series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, National trainer and brand builder, Aaron Jensen. We are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit, while making you laugh along the way. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Through Thick and Skin podcast. My name is Megan Patterson. And I'm Aaron Jensen. And we are already on episode six, if you can't believe it. We've had so much fun thus far, just the two of us. Yes. And for this episode, we wanted to spice things up and bring a very special guest. And we thought we should really set the tone mm-hmm. for having a special guest. We wanted to bring in the incomparable, the undeniably fabulous, experienced fellow Aries, Mr. Nico Alanese on our podcast. Woo-hoo! Welcome, Nico. Hey, thank you. I'm so excited to be, you know, on your first, I was going to call it your first iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about Nico. He kind of mixes words up. Yeah, your podcast. Calls, <laughs> he calls podcasts <laughs> iPads. He calls Venmo Befmo. So if you hear that come up, just nod. You know, and, you know, okay, you know what he's yeah. talking about. But congratulations on both of you. And then also congratulations on two years. Because yeah. we've been together for a little I over know, two years. Our anniversary. And, you know, and yeah, our anniversary. And I have learned so much from both of you guys. Like really, like you've helped me to step my game up. And I just watch you guys do everything. It's like the best education. So, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You. The best education coming from this guy who's <laughs> yes. been an instructor for years, who has been a licensed esthetician for 39 years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you guys have never heard of Nico, I don't know where the fuck you've been because Nico has been with the treatment since day one. He was our first employee that yeah. I hired. Very first, first hire. He has seen the treatment when it was just down to studs. Uh-huh. Like absolutely nothing in the bungalow. I and remember the studs. You, oh, I know you oh. like studs. Oh. I know you like studs. But I, I distinctly remember I met Nico for the first time and he was walking through the skin boutique and was just like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, there's going to be a room here, right? There's going to be walls up here. Okay. Okay. And was just so gracious and excited. And I mean, we're just so grateful that you have a, you're you're part of the treatment family. So really on today's episode, we're just going to get to know Nico Alanese and get to know him as um, not only an amazing esthetician, but he has just in the beauty industry. He's been in the beauty industry since he was 18, essentially. So we're just going to ask him a few questions and get to know him a little better. So if you guys have ever seen, you know, the more you know with Nico or have seen our stories, we love to highlight Nico because he is a wealth of knowledge. Not only that, but his delivery makes it really easy to understand. That probably has to do with you being an instructor for yeah. so long. And people tell me all the time they love listening to your voice. <laughs> that you should yes. do an ASMR channel. Yes. Do you know what that is? ASMR? No. It's this like genre of YouTube where people talk into a microphone like this <laughs> and they like tap their fingers and shit and they chew food and they they and there were people are like re- turned on by it mm-hmm. or oh. they're uh, I know I mean you could you might be well, able to Aaron make some did, extra money you did ask me one time if someone said um, can you read me a bedtime story yes <laughs> someone said that in one of the lives yeah. oh really yeah. Nico yes. mm-hmm. he's like yes for fourteen ninety nine a minute <laughs> I could read you anything you want just dial 1-800-NICO well interesting enough I have trouble reading so this is something that no one knows about me because I'm dyslexic. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had dyslexia. I know that. Um, well, obviously, all my life. So, 
Yeah, so numbers and letters have always been very confusing to me. Uh-huh. But um, interesting enough, I know how much my checks should be. Yeah, <laughs> you always know that. Well, that's a good segue then to kind yeah. of to ask you, let's just go ahead and um, get into it, I guess. Let's let's really just hop right into like the beginnings of Nico, like okay. baby Nico. So we call you Nico. Your first complete name is Nicholas. Nicholas. Right? And I'm actually the third. So my grandpa oh. is Nicholas, and then my dad is Nicholas, and then I'm Nicholas. So do they call you like junior or third or Nico? So here's here's how you know. So if I grew up with you, you're gonna call me Nikki. Uh-huh. Because my dad is Nick and yeah. then my grandpa's Nicholas. And then if you went to school with me, you're going to call me Nicholas. Uh-huh. And then if you know me from the skincare industry, you're going to call me Nico. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, so if you're walking down the street and you hear Nikki, you then know I, that's somebody from when you're I know somebody that I either grew up with or somebody that I've either slept with. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ugh. <laughs> that's a good distinguisher yeah. you no, know only, I mean? only because like it's somebody that it's been in my life they've been around my family so my family always calls me nikki nikki uh, okay so they get used to that and then so that's these flowers sitting behind us are actually your flowers what did it say on the card it said nikki nikki see okay, okay so these flowers were delivered to nikki and let us all mention <laughs> nico gets more flowers than all of us yeah. women combined yep yeah. absolutely nico whenever i see a flower delivery come up i know it's for nico so so um, these came from one of your suitors. Mm-hmm. He's known me for um, this year, 16 years. Wow. Mm, okay. And we were engaged once. <gasps> oh my. And I still kept the ring because I think that, Ooh. well, here's the thing I think. I think if you buy something for somebody, it's, yep. I always say like, okay, remember you bought this for me. So mm-hmm. there's no taking yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. For me. I mean, what would you do? Take the ring back and give it to somebody else? That's yeah, bad juju. That's, that's yeah. bad energy. No. You can't even sage a, a gold ring And even if like it didn't that. work out, I still might wear the ring in remembrance. There you go. <laughs> like RIP, asshole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so we call yes. you Nico. Okay, and It I just love that. rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. So did you grow up around here? I grew up right here in Claremont. Oh, wow. On Harrison. Okay. And so when did you, like, at what age as a youngster were you like, I want to get into aesthetics and skincare? Well, very early on, but... You, Interesting enough, I love to say this story because I grew up with a really conservative dad, very mm-hmm. Mexican, very Catholic, very conservative. Mm-hmm. And my mom was very liberal. How mm-hmm. does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> my mom was very liberal. So like if I was going to um, camp or I was going to spend the night at somebody's house, my dad would be like, and you better not. And if I hear and if I have to go get you and I was never that way, I was always good. But he was just that's his spill. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would be in the back of him saying, have fun. Aww. So my mom was very much that, so that type of person. Like she was the total opposite. Encouraging. Of it. So yeah, she was very much like, you can wear the wedding dress, but you have to take it off before dad gets home at five. Yes. <laughs> so she lets you have your like expression, oh, your yeah. freedom. Yes. Totally. totally. To I, I, my mom's best friend was African-American. She had gay friends when I was a kid. So I grew up with absolutely everything, not thinking... Um, anything about anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the first, I thought Diane Carroll, who was African-American, the actress who just passed away, uh-huh. I thought she was actually Latina because, uh-huh. you know, she was dark skin. And when I was a kid in the 60s, I saw her on screen and I just thought, oh, she's Latina. Yeah. She's there, like me. Yeah, there's some representation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, interesting enough, I thought for a long time we were all kind of the same. Oh, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. That's awesome. So when you were, you know, like in high school and stuff like that, were you uh, uh, 
dork, a jock, a, a friend amongst everybody? Did you have a certain clique? Very popular. Of, well, duh. <laughs> very popular. I which, mean, uh, Nico is an Aries, like, <laughs> like me. It's very hard. I mean, I don't know any unpopular Aries. We're very magnetic. We're kind of like, we love the, being the center of attention, you know. Um, so you're definitely popular. So does that mean that you got along with all different types of people? Um, I got along with everybody. I was also, you know, they have homecoming queen and homecoming king. I was the king twice. Oh, wow. But okay. that never meant, I was so really shy. Like in elementary school, I was so shy that if the teacher asked me a question, I started crying. Oh. Yeah, I was, that, I was really that shy. But I'll tell you the reason why. Back to the dyslexia thing. At that time, people didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And so they would think, oh, gosh, like maybe he's not. Maybe he's a little slow. And they would put me in that class, and the teacher, they would test me, and the teacher would be like, he's almost a genius. Does that make sense? Yes. And so they didn't know what to Where do, to but they, did, they didn't really have a, a name for it yet. And it wasn't until I think I was 19, I took a test, and they found out I was dyslexic. Wow. And then I started, to, I looked it up, you know, when I got home, I, I started looking it up, and I found out that all these like famous people were dyslexic and I just thought oh good and just made me feel more um confident but I think I was very confident because I think your your confidence comes from the number you are in your order and your family brothers yeah Yeah. so I'm the second to the last so I had a lot of confidence so were you into skincare at that point in high school or did you kind of get into the industry a little bit later so it was even before high school. Um, my mom worked for a very big cosmetic company called Fabergé. And they used to have the Fabergé organic shampoo and Aquanet hairspray. And my mom was in charge of quality control. So she would make sure that after they made the product that it was good enough to go on market. So there was no mold or contaminants or anything in it. And so back in the day, if a label went on wrong, you could bring it home. Oh, so all the extra stuff. All the extra yes. she would bring home. And so I played around with that. Uh-huh. And so she would bring home a lot of skincare, um, masks, lotions, cleansers. And it was just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting to me. And there was one book at the library. Back in the day, you went to the library. Mm-hmm. And it was called um, Georgette Klinger. And she had a spa in or a salon clinic in um, Beverly Hills. And I would check the book out all the time for about a year because I was dyslexic. So it was hard for me to get it all, but Mm -hmm. I would get more and more every time. And, um, she was like Hungarian and she had this beauty clinic. And I, so I started to take what I took from the book and then use the skincare and started giving facials about 11 or 12 years old. Wow. Did yeah. you charge for those facials? <laughs> Interesting that you say that I've always been a good business person. <laughs> so like, um, the neighbor kids would say, my mom said I can have a facial, but she can't pay you to Friday. Yes. And, I, and I would say, so give me your no. IOU. I would say, no, on Friday you can have your facial. Aww. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it's an Aries thing, but um, I think I was, even though I was a good business person, I was more um, considerate. Mm-hmm. I don't like the word nice. 
I don't think I'm nice because I don't I don't think nice I think nice is kind of mediocre mm-hmm. so I'd rather Ooh. be called considerate mm-hmm. I like yeah. that and I don't think you guys are nice either yeah I you know I would agree with that that's yeah. when you bring that up yeah. yeah because like my biggest fear in life it's not sharks it's not coronavirus it's being mediocre yes yeah exactly. like exactly. I would rather die before I became mediocre <laughs> if I was average oh my gosh like just put me underground so yeah, yeah nice wouldn't be the first word to describe me yeah. like I'm pretty spicy I'm pretty in your face I'm mm-hmm. pretty aggressive uh, I'm not mean per se yeah, but no. me neither yeah. at all I, but I would say I'm more considerate um, you I'm are very thoughtful though thoughtful you did give very amazing mm-hmm. gifts <laughs> I mean yeah. Nico gave me like an 8 gallon jug of Olaplex for my birthday ah, I forgot about that <laughs> I still have that pump I was like you listen to me you heard me you value me cause that's that's my shit Olaplex is my shit and so Nico of course just knew what I wanted Yeah. so thank very you Nico sweet. so you have been giving facials since you were 11 or 12 years old mm-hmm. and at that time were you like this is just something I do for fun just like anybody would be like you know playing after school sports or did you know at that time you're like I want to do this for the rest of my life it was interesting because like so I have six siblings so there's three boys and three girls and so like I had to do it all so like my brothers wanted me to box oh okay (laughs) and my dad wanted me to drive a truck (laughs) (laughs) and then so then I had sisters and I did I did it all so I boxed and believe it or not I would oh would you throw down Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the one really here. My family will, will agree to this. I'm the one, like, I throw the first punch. Oh. I, had to, I had to learn to be, but I'm like, it's probably going to go to that, so might as well be the first one. Yeah. If someone's mouthing so off. So yeah. would people mm-hmm. pick on you when you are younger? Not really, because I grew up with a lot of, I grew up with two brothers, but I also grew up with their friends as my brothers. Mm-hmm. So I would say I was very protected, but if... We played around boxing because back in the day there was wrestling and boxing. We did play around. Uh-huh. I could hold my own, yeah. which is good. It's kind of like nowadays when um, someone will be like, oh, I want to take you target shooting. I want you to know how to use the gun. And I'm like, I know how to use the gun. But I've just said it in my head. And then they take me and they're like, and you hold the gun this You're way like, mm-hmm. and there's the target. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I'm all, boom, boom, boom. Right. And they're, down. Like, they're like, what? You're and like, I'm all like, I grew up, you know. Yeah, you're I, like, this is my yeah. first time. Like my so dad's I, would, I, would say, I would say I'm very much like, um, this is interesting. But I, this is, I'm going to give you guys a little scoop. I'm very much like a tomboy. Uh-huh. Mm. I like pretty. I like smell good. I like all that. But I can be tough, too. Yeah. And here's I've a, seen you on the back of a motorcycle before. <laughs> Speeding <laughs> off with the hair in the wind. Bye. And, and the other thing about, this is a scoop, too, that I really never have talked about. But the other scoop is that I never have... When I was young, and this is to today, I never really felt one sex. Hmm. So I've never really felt like just male, and yep. I've never really felt just female. Hmm. Yeah. And that's not to say that I want to have a, a sex change, or I don't like who I am, or I don't like my penis. Yeah. I love who I am. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've always felt really both. Yeah, like yeah. very fluid. But yeah, but not too not to put a category on it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what comes across. And I think that's maybe what people like. And maybe they're curious about it, but yeah. saying it just kind of makes it uh, more um, the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. My truth. 
And it's it's uh, and that's what makes you so special is that mm-hmm. you can't like God broke the mold when she made Nico. <laughs> Just like every, I love it. Everybody can believe it. a certain thing, but it's kind of like these days, like there are definite sides. Like you are such a uh, like seriously, you cannot be categorized. Like Nico no. is just the Nico. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, the Nico Alanese. You know well, what I mean? Just like when she is president. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you like I love that you have some like there are some very like femme qualities about you. Uh-huh. Your hair is always laid. It always looks beautiful. It has your looked amazing. I think there's only like one day when your hair was up in a ponytail. It's like oh my gosh, like, it was what like, is going what? on with Oh, that's Nico. when Megan played a little trick on me. <laughs> what was I that? I had a, my schedule didn't have an appointment, and she's oh. like, "You have an appointment." I'm all like, "Oh heck!" I he just threw up in the messy bun and was I'm like, on. "Let's it's get it." It's a man bun day. <laughs> yeah, it's man bun. Day. The one you should, thing you should know about the treatment is that we will squeeze in a client. Yeah, yeah. And, at any time possible. Yeah, yeah. So Nico, be ready. Nico is one of the hardest working people we've ever met. And I told you I would be here seven days a week if you let me. I won't oh. let him. <laughs> I was, He's here six I days a week. It. I mean, I'm, I'm not doing brain surgery, so like, come on. It's just it's so it's absolutely. I told your mom this um, last week. It's the best time I've had in my life at a job. Aww. I get a little emotional about it, but it yeah. is. It's just, you know, you feel Aww. so appreciated. And, you know, the clients are so amazing here. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. And it's just, it's the best. It's the best time of my life. Yeah, what a feeling Aww. to do something that you love and you've been doing since you were a kid. Oh, yeah. For people who see you and value you and mm-hmm. appreciate you. I think mm-hmm. that with any job, if you aren't, valued or if you aren't appreciated Mm -hmm. you could tell that job to fuck off like and i've Mm -hmm. done that plenty of times like i'll take my skills elsewhere um but to be at a place where you really feel like your worth is seen Mm -hmm. could be such a game changer yeah so yeah we i mean nico we we all love you at the treatment the clients do as well so you know you've been doing this now like what did you say so you've been licensed this year this year will be 38 years 38 years and interesting enough i one of my first jobs, I did print ad for Mary Kay Cosmetics. Really? <laughs> so you know you where were... this is going to go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Mary Kay Cosmetics. And then I said, I really like this makeup. And, you know, I'm a makeup artist, too, on the side. And they're like, we can hook you up with this lady that's really good in, like, your area. Her name is Dixie Snap. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's our auntie. <laughs> and that's yeah. your auntie. Yes. And then so I introduced, they introduced me to Dixie and, you know, it was like being on Designing Women. You know, she's kind of Southern. Yeah, she, yeah, she is. She's yeah. She has the, the hair, too. Yeah, it's she like, has the hair. And then yes. and I, was, I was mesmerized with her, too, yeah. because she just had everybody, like, in awe of her. And she was, the, and she had every Cadillac, you know, like, she changed. Yes. She did have yeah. every Cadillac. So, like, yeah, so I actually signed up for Mary Kay and... I was bartending too in the daytime. And so what I would do at bartending, and back in the day you could drink at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So I would throw a little catalog down to my women that were having a cocktail and their lunch. And then they would fill it out and order it. Hustler. always at the side game. Hustler. 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 Yeah. Well, you they got a hustler. Yes, of course they got a martini. They're like, you know what? I do need that rouge. Yeah. I do need that lipstick. Totally. Did you ever get the Cadillac? No, and the thing is, I never really wanted the Cadillac. I don't see you in a pink Cadillac. And, and also, too, pink is not one of my colors. No. Mm-hmm. no pink is really not one of my colors. No. You're what more is, earth tones, right? I would say yeah. black is your color. Black, black? is my color. Yes. But interesting enough, when I was a kid, I wanted to wear pink. As I grew older, I didn't like it. And my mom, this is, uh, this is my mom. This is her in a nutshell. She would, uh, she, my sisters would say, well, that's a girl's color and you can't wear it. And then so my mom would say, look. There's no such thing as a girl's colors. Colors are colors. And there's no such thing as a girl's song or a girl 
sport uh-huh. or it's everything. If you want to do it, you just do mm-hmm. it. And so I grew up very much that way. And I yeah. think that's why I'm the way I am. Oh, yeah, she I love your mom. That. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. My mom's good. My mom's really good. Aww. Wow. So you were doing, you were slanging Mary Kay, mm-hmm. slanging cocktails. And, and were you an esthetician at this time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was doing, I was doing professional makeup, but professional makeup, you know, it comes and goes. So mm-hmm. you got to keep, you got to keep money in, in the bank. And so I was bartending and then selling Mary Kay and I was doing good. I had a suitcase of money under my bed. Ooh, like you know, a gangster. Yeah. So yeah, totally like gangster and nobody, nobody ever said anything. And then we'd be like, let's go to Vegas and let's get the, the suitcase. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was so good and you weren't taxed on your tips or anything. It was just so different. It was yes. so different. Yeah. And what was it? Were you the only male Mary Kay salesperson? Oh God, Dixie, when she saw me walk into her meeting, she was there. The girls were all like, what? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I was the only male esthetician for a long time too, because getting into this industry, well, first, you know, they didn't have a, I can't remember the year they had um, esthetician licensing, but there wasn't a lot of males at all. Mm-hmm. So I was always the only one. Mm-hmm. Was it originally just cosmetology and then they broke it mm-hmm. off into Yeah, because cosmetology um, covers hair, skin, and nails. Mm, okay. So, yeah. So can you a, like do a fade and, and do like a little flat top and a I, trim? Here's another thing nobody knows. I actually went to Vidal Sassoon for cosmetology. Really? So, yeah. So I can give a really great haircut. But it just it just never was anything that um, excited me like mm. skin mm-hmm. and makeup. Yeah, it just it just didn't excite me. Mm-hmm. So, did you work as a licensed esthetician in a room in the beginning, like or first as a makeup artist? Okay. So, I started off. Um, this is really good too. I started off in, in Beverly Hills working with celebrities and hair coloring, and I really was waiting for a makeup position. And um, there was everybody was coming in: Kim Basinger, um, Julie Louis Dreyfus, just like all these celebrities. And they were getting their hair colored. So I was the assistant. Uh-huh. And what I didn't know as an assistant is that you would do all the work. And the last 15 minutes, the big stylist would jump in and start finishing the hair off. Yeah. And yes. I'd be like, I've been working on that for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. So I didn't know that. But I was waiting for, um, actually, I was waiting because Cher was coming in. Oh. <laughs> Cher was coming she in. And so, and so I was waiting for her to come in. And then I was going to leave the job. But they called me for a makeup position. And I went in for the, the interview, and the manager did not like my book, which I had mm. been working on for years. And I, had, I was doing headshots for celebrities. I did Kate Hudson's first headshots. Wow. wow. Yeah, before the nose job. Oh! <laughs> yeah. oh Nico still. knows a lot of dirt. Yeah. So let's see how deep he gets. And so um, I was doing a lot of celebrities' headshots, and then, so I took my book and he was all like, oh God, no, this is flat and look Ooh. at this and mm. blah and just horrible. And there was a lot of celebrities that actually went there um, to get their hair done. Um, so he said, no, you're not right. And he closed my book. And so I was leaving and I was holding my book and he says, you have to reshoot your book. And I had done like two years of shooting that book. And so when I was leaving and I was holding my book and the owner whose name is on the salon, was walking in. He was all, hey, were you here for an interview? I see you have a book. And I'm all, yeah, I was holding my book so tight. And he was all, "Um, well, let me see. And I'm all like, and he kind of pulled it from me and he started opening it and looking. And he was all like, ooh, ah, like this is good. And I was all like, what? 
And then I realized at that point, he goes, when do you start? Are you starting tomorrow? Oh, and I wow. Was all, I didn't get the position. And he was all, who did you interview with? And I told him, and he says, we'll call you, just hold on. And I realized when I left there, it's not really about always about your talent. Mm-hmm. It's about being at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And that for me was the right place at the right time moment for me. That exit that I was leaving in his entrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just taking those opportunities. You could have walked right past him and held onto your book and not said anything. Yeah, yeah. been super fact, shy or embarrassed about what yeah. that hater said. Yeah. So he hired me and then the manager was I really wasn't his favorite because he had really turned me down and mm-hmm. someone went over him. But I stuck it out and I had clients like Vanna White. <gasps> There's a lot of um, Leslie Ann Warren, a lot of people. Farrah went there. Um, Jennifer Aniston, that's where they did the Friends cut. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of people. And he said, um, you were going to do... There's a lot of people that come here that aren't celebrities that save all their pennies to come here because Farrah comes here or so-and-so or so-and-so. And so, oops, you are going to do them. And I was happy because mm-hmm. I didn't really have to do celebrities. Sure. I just wanted to do my craft. Mm-hmm. And so... One day, the makeup artist, the head makeup artist, she called in sick. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's a little party, a little coke, a little this, a little that. And so I had to fill in for her. And it was for Lisa Gibbons. She had a talk mm-hmm. show. And I had to do, um, what was the actress's name? Gosh, I don't even remember her name. I'm sorry. But I had to do an actress's name and get her ready for the talk show. And he says, if you do good at this, we make you guys equal. You have to split up celebrities Ooh. and regular people. And I did good. Aww. And so yes. that's how that's how it happened. And that's me. when you started doing move from coloring to makeup. Oscars, Emmys, Christmas cards, and all of that. Wow. So do you have any like ridiculous, surprising celeb stories you could share with us? It's so <laughs> interesting because I would love to say things, but you know I still know people in the business. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so you don't kiss and tell? Yeah, and I never kiss and tell. Yeah, so. okay. But I mean, mostly everybody was really nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes from, um, well, I think I've been good. But also, too... I grew up very Catholic, yeah. very, very Catholic. So I really know that there's nobody's really better than anybody. Mm-hmm. I know that judgment day, God's going to look at not my bank account, mm-hmm. how good my heart was. So I never really felt like anybody was better. And I had some crazy people I worked with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, I can talk, I can talk about this one. Tina Louise from Gilligan's Island. She played ginger. Oh yeah. So she babe. was my client and very eccentric and she always fought with me, and I always did the worst job. And then she would call and apologize and say, hey, I'm going to give you this dress from Gilligan's Island. You can sell it on eBay and whatever. Yeah. But I used to always look into their heart and I know why she felt the way that she did. And there was no residuals when she was on Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. And so she never got paid after really? like all the other TV stars yeah. did. So she was very bitter about that. And also... She was bitter because she was really a Broadway actress. Mm -hmm. And no one really knows this story, but um, she was not supposed to play Ginger on Gilligan's Island. Mm. Jane Mansfield was supposed Mm. to. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And Jane Mansfield had the accident which decapitated her. And they pulled Tina Louise from Broadway. And she feels that that really ruined her career, Gilligan's Island. Wow. She would have been a serious actress. I think if you can truly feel empathy for mm-hmm. you know your clients, then 
there isn't that anger or frustration. There's a, there's a lot less of it because you really see where they're coming from and where their anger is coming from. And I think when you can have that connection with them, they you can soften them up a little bit. Too. Even, even today, like, I really see beauty in everybody and all my clients. And, you know, they come in and everyone's so hard on themselves because they see Instagram mm-hmm. and everything. And I just really try to enforce to them that, you know, beauty is individual and it's not one thing and mm-hmm. there's not a filter and it's not, even though I love me a filter. <laughs> yeah, we all do. But yeah, you're really but, good at that, Nico, yeah. at, at, at lifting people up and giving mm-hmm. a very genuine compliment where people are like, hey, you're kind of right about that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it comes from a place you do see beauty, probably because mm-hmm. you grew up around a lot of different beauty. You've seen a lot of different beauty in the industry too. Well, also, I think a lot of that goes back to my mother like, um, my mom would be like, if someone's hungry, you share your lunch, mm-hmm. you know, I'll make you a sandwich when you come home, but if someone's hungry, you share your lunch. And if someone's cold, you let them wear your jacket. Mm-hmm. And if you have an extra dollar, you, and you're buying ice cream at the end of the school day, you buy them ice cream too. My mom was very much that way. So I grew up very much like always being that way. Yeah. Me and my sister, when we were kids, this is such a crack up, this story. So we always had empathy for animals. And so if we would walk to school and we would see a stray dog or a stray cat, we'd be like, oh, gosh, I hope he has somewhere warm to sleep or something to eat. And then if we saw him the next day, we even got even worse. We're like, oh, no. And they were like, well, if we see him the third day, we'll bring him home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how many pets did you bring home? So many. And they live in the closet. <laughs> We put them in the closet and we fed them. And then my dad being very much not into that. My mom really, she was all like, just if dad doesn't find out, just, you know, have fun. And so then finally, like after a couple of weeks, we would let them out. My dad would be like, who is that dog or that cat? And we'd be like, it's Biscuit. He just looks different. You know, and my dad, like would, <laughs> and then my dad would be like, Okay, maybe it is Biscuit. You know, you know, I don't know. We never had a dog named Biscuit, but we had Mexican names like Chico and Chata and stuff like that. I just said Biscuit for this. But you know what I mean? And then they would get away, and then all of a sudden we had like a farm. We had all, we had all these animals. But me and my sister are that way still to this day. Like, I really had, it came to a point where I didn't want any animals, and my mm-hmm. sister knocked on my door, and she was all like, guess what? I'm all what? She goes, you got a cat. <laughs> like, I don't want any animals. And then she, I'm, all, I'm just done with that. And she's like, no, you got a cat. So I have a cat. But I've had him for seven years. What's your I cat's name? Ty. But I, I call him Tyga. <laughs> Tyga. T-Y-G-A or T-I-G-A? Well, I'm dyslexic, so the last one sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he's, he's a fluffy Siamese. And he's a little bit... Um, He's a little bit rough. He might be an Aries. I don't know because he's adopted. He's a little bit rough, and yeah, but he's good. He needs he's loving, and I love him, and he's been a good companion. Oh, that's important. So after doing all the hair and makeup in Beverly Hills, how long were you in that world, that realm, before you got into full time esthetician work? A long time. A company called Bio Elements picked me up as a spokesperson and an educator in Chicago. And I actually worked for them for 19 years, 19, 20. And we're around bad on numbers because of dyslexia and stuff. So it's around there. And I traveled all over the U.S. and abroad for them. Wow. Um, and in, in education. And I have to say the owner, she's passed away, Barbara Salamone. She really took me under her wing and taught me a lot 
I mean, she gave me a lot of confidence and she taught me a lot. But she was she was rough. She was the Chicago. It's rough. gritty. Like Those Chicago love. women are great. It's Jewish. Yeah. Even though her husband was Italian, she was Jewish. But she was really like, no shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you did something wrong, she would throw the F-bomb at you and say you did it wrong. But I realized a long time ago that don't be upset and don't let that break you. Mm. Really listen to the message. Because the message isn't the F-bomb. There's the message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was what she just wanted you to be perfection. Uh-huh. And so I learned so much from her and rest in peace. Like she's all, I would say she's responsible for a lot in my career, yeah. Barbara Salamone. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great message, especially for some of the um, younger employees that are out there, mm-hmm. uh, just to listen to the message of what your boss is trying to deliver to you. Well, that would, that's a good segue. Like if there is somebody who wants to become an esthetician or even a makeup artist or in hair. I mean, I know you don't do much makeup or hair professionally anymore, although you could still beat a face to the gods. <laughs> um, but like if somebody somebody sees you, somebody meets you and they're like, I, you have actually, wait, I you forgot to mention, we have a, a DM. I don't know if I showed this to you, Nico, but we got a DM from a mother of a client of a 17-year-old so who saw you for a facial, the first facial ever in her life. And she was very, very insecure and lacking major confidence. Mm -hmm. The mom DM'd us and said, my daughter has become a changed young lady. She has so much confidence. She's now looking into being an esthetician because of Nico. She wants to have an impact like you've had on her. And this was just after one facial. And this is just one person that has taken the time to DM us. Like There are so many people who... Uh, you've touched just here at the treatment alone, not to mention like you're in your entire life. So for somebody who's maybe inspired, who's thinking about becoming an esthetician, would you have any words of advice? Yeah, study hard and don't get into this industry because you want to be rich and work a kickback, lazy job. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't do that. Um, have passion for skin, but most of all, have passion to make people their best and fill their best. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's always been my philosophy. I didn't care if I worked on celebrities. That just kind of happened. I just wanted to make people look good. I remember when I started doing makeup, I almost had to pay people to let me do their makeup. Mm -hmm. So when I first got paid to do makeup, I was just like, I can't believe this. Like, Mm -hmm. she's going to ask for some money back. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of powder under the eyes. (laughs) But um, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just do it because it's, it's your passion. You want mm-hmm. to make people feel and look good. Yeah. So when you when did you decide to become an instructor to teach other young and up and coming? Okay. So interesting enough, this that kind of happened um, accidentally. So I was in a relationship for seventeen years, and um, my partner died of melanoma. Mm. And the interesting thing about it, the reason why I like to talk about this is because. Number one, everyone thinks if you're gay and you die, you only die of AIDS. <laughs> if mm-hmm. gay people only died of AIDS, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They didn't get other things. Yeah. But my partner was Scottish and he was a scuba diver and he was an entrepreneur, owned an import business. So he had a lot of sun. And one morning I saw a very interesting mole on his back and I said, we have to have that checked out. And so we did and it was melanoma. And long story short, he lasted about a year. So... At that point, there was no domestic partnership. So I was being sued for everything. Artwork, jewelry, homes, cars, everything. 
So I couldn't travel anymore because I was in court so much. So the education job came, it was steady and it had insurance. So I took that job. Now, don't get me wrong. I loved my students and I loved teaching because I was educating for the big companies anyways. Mm -hmm. I just took it to a different level more for um, students that were beginning. I don't think I would have done that had that not happened to me. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah it re- redirected. Life it redirected happens. me. But it also, I also think that everything that happens to you, whether it be good or bad, is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't been in that 17 amazing year relationship and then now. You know what I mean? That yeah. has turned me into who I am now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I understand that's my story. I mean, that's, that's, that's who I am and that's my story. So I was, you know, very sheltered growing up. I had a lot of brothers and sisters that protected me, and I understand now why they protected me. And so I went into a 17-year relationship and basically was with one person and didn't know anything. And then around 39, that happened to me, and I had to jump right back into um, the workforce and dating and all that, which I didn't know anything really about. And so... I had to re-educate myself on all of that. Well, you know, your impact on being an instructor to a student is how we met. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let me tell you how, how we met. Uh, Nico was actually applying for a job and an employee at an office knew I was opening this business and she intercepted that resume. Jackie. And gave it to me and said, you need to hire this person. He is amazing. And I called you up and we met and I did my first official interview at Starbucks and I didn't know what the hell I was doing <laughs> at all. I think I Googled like what interview questions to How ask. Interview. Um, so we met and I see Nico come around the corner at Starbucks and he has a <laughs> leather jacket on and like Ray-Ban sunglasses and this fabulous hair. I'm like, who is this person? Oh my goodness. Um, and I think I was like, oh my, hi, I'm Aaron. Nice to meet you. I think he said, I'm Nico. It's like, you look amazing. And you're like, thanks. I'm what blah, blah, blah age. And I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. I'm going to hire this person. I didn't even know what to ask or whatever you were going to say, but, um, it ended up working out and you just kind of believed in our dream. And without having that connection of that person that you had impressed so much being an instructor, yeah, we would have never had met. And so wow. I think Thank that's, you another reason why you ended up here like all those transitions well thank you to jackie for the introduction i you know jackie made a really huge impression on me in school and remember when we did that interview i actually went to coffee bean and you were at starbucks and i called you and and that's totally typical of me like i I have i'm bad with direction i just i meet at the wrong place and then i called you and i'm like oh no and then i met you and i just thought like oh this is Glenda from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, like, she's just like so. Everything. And then you met me and you're like, oh, she's Bride of Chucky. Erin's <laughs> no. Glenda, the good witch. No, I actually, you know, I actually, when I met you, I just said, like, oh, she has to be an Aries. <laughs> that power. That's, that, that power. That, yeah, that, that's an Aries. That's yes. An Aries. Yes, for sure. But yeah, you believed in a vision because we didn't even have a space yet. You know, you just kind of no. believed in. Nico was just on board and very Mm -hmm. humble. I mean, he has a ridiculous resume. Uh, (laughs) He's very, very well connected. He knows a lot of people, but he's not the first one to say that. Like, it's kind of revealed the more you get to know Nico, like how many lives he's touched, who who he really knows and who he Mm -hmm. hangs out with. Um, And also, 
that you are so giving with what you have. Mm-hmm. So you gave your knowledge as an instructor. And we have so many people. I mean, people that come in here mm-hmm. that you were their instructor oh, all the as time. clients, but mm-hmm. also just like walking down the street. So how many times do you get stopped in public at the grocery store or on the street for being Nico? <laughs> All the time. And what do they call, what do they call you in school? Mr. Alanese. Mr. Alanese. Yeah. So when I hear somebody says, "Oh, it's Mr. Alanese," I'm like, "That was a student." But I but I like Nico because Nico's more like Cher or Madonna or something. It's like it Prince. Is only one. Boom. Mm-hmm. Nico. Mm-hmm. How and, many? And Nicos? then also too, some of the some of my former students work for us here at the yes. treatment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to name them, but you know they 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 work here for us and. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, you are part of our interview process. Mm-hmm. What is like an interview question that you like to ask interviewees? I like to know what their favorite thing that they like to focus on. Like some mm-hmm. people, it's extractions. Some people, like Deb, it's chemical peels. And so, yeah, I like to know what they really like to focus in on. What their passion is. Yeah, what their passion is. I feel like you can read people really well. Oh, You've told me a few times, like, that girl's crazy. Come on now. Don't hire her. (laughs) He's like, my spidey sense is tingling. Uh (laughs) Something's going off. And, and, And unfortunately, that has to happen and exist. But with the treatment, I really feel like it's a formula that really works and, like, it's like the, I always say the KFC formula, it makes that chicken so spicy and good, <laughs> but like, I would never want to mess with it. So I'm really, really protective of it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like my sister just, I was with my sister yesterday and my dad, I was with both of my sisters and my dad and we were, we were at a funeral and stuff and we were talking and she said, you know, my friend really, she might want to work at the treatment. I'm like, no girl, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like, I won't even, you know, she can apply, but it's not going to go much there mm-hmm. because we have a formula and it really needs to be that formula. Mm-hmm. You know, we really want to make sure that people come in here and they, they get a five-star treatment yes. and that they also feel um, beautiful when they leave, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's about the feeling. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. people, like, that famous quote, like, people will never remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when people bop out of here feeling, after you say, you look gorgeous, you look glowing, and they're like, really? And you're like, yes, you do. And then do you have any questions? I feel so overwhelmed. And uh, yeah, they walk out feeling amazing, and they want to come back. Um, it's definitely, like you said, something that it's it's it needs to be protected. So oh, we're very, yeah. very particular. And you yeah. have, you're, you're aligned with the brand for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I'm so proud to be so part of this. Um, like I said to your mom, like it's, it's really the most rewarding and most satisfying and the most happy I've been in years. And I, and I mean that I, I know I really do mean that. And I mean, under under the scene, you know, we have some some things, but we all work it out, and mm-hmm. it's just there's so much love. There's mm-hmm. really so much love here, you know. Um, I'm just so happy, and we like to have fun together too. Yes, <laughs> we've had some Nico good is stories. The, you know, Nico good created times. the some fun. the yes. Oscar party, Oscar party. Um, the topless bartenders, the shirtless <laughs> yes. bartenders. Nico is definitely a great time. So, is there something? Um, that you are like super diva about is there like is your thread count it has to be at least a thousand Egyptian cotton or I'm so glad that you said that because I'm really particular about bedding yeah mm-hmm. like really particular. so do you you don't buy bed in a bag from Bed Bath and Beyond no gosh no to the pillows to the mattress to 
every little yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Because I I have a sleeping disorder, so when I do sleep, it has to be the best. Yeah. For me. I mean, it has to be the best for me. And interesting enough, I just sold my house, so I'm going to be moving. And so when I was um, signing the lease for the new place that I'm going to be at, because I'm just going to rent now. But the lady was all, oh, well, when, you know, your furniture, and I'm all, I'm just getting all new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to start so all So your new. space is like your temple. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like your home is... And I like, I like a very kind of um, spa-like home. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. you're spa-like in your, your, yeah. for eight hours a day. So yeah. I want people to come... When, if people do have the chance to come to visit me... If they're lucky enough. Yeah. If they're lucky enough. <laughs> um, and that's, that's very true. I don't, I don't have a lot of people Same. over... Um, if they do get a chance, I want them to feel very comfortable and mm-hmm. very spa-like. Mm-hmm. And if they spend the night, the same kind of sheets and everything that I have in my bed, they will also have in, in their room. Yeah. yeah. Do you know I heard a sleeping tip for your bedroom to use red light bulbs? That's like red light. That might be a little horny. Well, Aries is our might, red is our power I might start stripping on the pole. <laughs> but you'll go right to sleep because there's no blue light in it at all. I'm oh, gonna really? try. It. I ordered some from Amazon. Yeah, wow. Well, I heard that you should never have television in your room. I don't have. Te- I heard about that too. I yeah, I don't have TV in my room. If you're with the partner, it, it's easier to watch and then not really. Yeah. And then also, when I was traveling in Europe a lot for work. I noticed they didn't really have California king bed. They have a smaller bed. Mm-hmm. So you should have a smaller bed so that you're uh, I would get me. divorced. <laughs> my six foot three husband would be like, get the F I out of I got a California my king and I sleep alone. <laughs> I spread the fuck out. I'm like, I'm the six foot Clydesdale. So I take all that space. But I do get what you're saying. Like, yes. You, but also we're, we're, we're so used to that bigger space. But if you can condense it, minimalize mm-hmm. things, it could still be a very well-appointed well, I think experience. Americans in general like everything big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, a little bit. But I mean, you know, we like big food Size queen. and yes. big beds and big, big cars. Yeah, big cars. Yeah. Everyone, you know, so um, as you get older, I think you downsize a little bit mm-hmm. and you decide. Um, one of the good things about selling my property is I don't feel so shackled to mm-hmm. all the things. I don't have to have a gardener and a pool guy yeah. and mm-hmm. someone to clean You don't the want windows. a pool boy? No, no. I'd love a pool boy. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a pool where I'm going to be at. So, so let me ask you this, Nico. I know that you're betting your 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 house is is your temple. It's your it's your sacred space. Mm-hmm. So, is there something that you're like lowbrow about? Like, is there something that you believe you know, like cotton balls from the dollar store? Like, that's okay with you, or is everything high touch? Because oh, you're like God, living in lab no. I'm, I am. I am so. Like, here's the, here's the interesting thing about me. I am not about, I've never been about money, mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I like it? Does it get good things? Absolutely. But I have never been about money. Like, I always feel like God's going to provide. Mm-hmm. That's just the way Amen. I grew up. That's just the way that I grew up. So I've never had an issue about money. I don't worry about anything like that. So I'm at Dollar Tree. Yes. I'm at Dollar Tree. Like, the, the baby wipes at Dollar Tree... They were, does, they wipe your butt just as well as, does, the, does as the huggies, right? The, the cotton now at Stater Brothers yes. is $4. No. Mm-hmm. Dollar yeah, Dollar Tree, Tree has yes. really good balloons. They do. They have yeah. incredible yeah, my Helium is so expensive and they have great balloons ready to go. Yeah. Uh, that's where I go to get my balloons is the Dollar mm-hmm. Dollar Tree. And Me like too. they have really good like birthday candles, like birthday bags and stuff like that. So yeah. that's, that. yeah, that just shows that there are some things you don't, you do not play about, which mm-hmm. is the sheets. For me, it's like my coffee. 
Yeah. Like I don't drink Seven mm-hmm. Eleven coffee. I haven't since I, I get PTSD when She'll I smell it. She'll smack it out of your hand, like throw it in your face. Because <laughs> I drank that for shit? college, mm-hmm. and like I associate being stressed and broke and having heartburn with that Seven Eleven coffee. So now you know I'll pay twenty bucks for a pound of coffee because I'm like that's my thing. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm a connoisseur of. So, well, yeah. interesting enough. I don't know if you guys know this. I did not start drinking coffee until I worked at the treatment. <gasps> what? Because yeah. I like started dripping little drops of coffee <laughs> in your no. milk. And you're like, Aaron, mm, Aaron, I, Aaron, I remember Aaron said one time, like, I'm buying coffee. What do you guys want? And I was like, Tepper, I don't drink coffee. What do I want? <laughs> and then and then so Aaron, I told Aaron and then she got it. She brought it. And then I, I drank it. And I'm all like, woo. <laughs> Jet fuel. Let's yeah, go. Like, lit. Wow. And so, yeah. So now I enjoy a good cup of coffee. Nice. So yeah, it's a annuity to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you really think about me, I'm really a late bloomer in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I just, I just really am a late bloomer in a lot of things. And I think people would think I'm just like, woo, like just partying all the time, doing coke, mm-hmm. and never have done drugs. I smoked, um, I smoked weed the very first time at 35 years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it was with my girlfriend who was a nurse, and she brought it over to my house. Medicinal. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, you know, I'm just, you know, I think people would be very surprised at home that I'm very domestic. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like a, a nice, tidy place. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm very relaxed. I don't have to always be out and about even though it seems like i'm always out and about mm-hmm. yeah well yeah when i mean a lot a lot of the places you go regularly they know who you are because you make a lasting impression like mm-hmm. you're a very friendly person and you have a very specific look and i think being in this industry too uh like for instance when you got sent to dallas for the skinceuticals roundup i don't even know if that's what it's called but i keep calling it that. i like it this is cowboys. round up. round them up round yeah. them up, <laughs> round them up. <laughs> and um you know, when you, like, I just saw some of the videos and the clips and I could only imagine, like, I wish I was like a, a fly on your shoulder to see the reaction and how people were kind of like, wow, like Nico, like you're a male esthetician, but you've also had so much experience. Like, what was, what was that like being there? It was really exciting, but I also remember I am naturally very, a sh- very shy person. Mm-hmm. So like I got there a little bit late. And it was big hair, don't care night, oh. you know, so we had to have big hair. And I had to walk into the party where everyone was there. And so you just have to put on your your big underwear and get in there mm-hmm. and do it. But once I'm in there, I'm okay. Now, here's another thing that nobody really knows about me, and this is, even happens to this date, is like if my friends say, meet me at a restaurant or meet me at a bar or meet me there, I get there and I'm all, are you guys inside? If they are not inside, I will not walk really? in by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I will you not. don't even go to the bar and have a drink? Nope. Not I'll even a shot in your car? Get there? Not even at Bardot's. Well, maybe Bardot's now because I know people that work there. But yeah, I, I wait in the car until someone's in there. Yeah. I will not walk in by myself. It's just my thing. Yeah. Well, this is one of my things. So let's get into some questions then. Oh, good. This is, so since you are yes. our very first guest, Nico, okay. like I said, mm-hmm. we wanted to set the tone because <laughs> you are so integral to the treatment and a lot of people are curious about you and you have a lot of fans. So um, I think for future guests we have on the show, we want to ask them kind of like a signature question or a couple questions. So I'm going to answer these, whatever you're comfortable with answering, just let us know. Um, first question, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Hmm. Pablo Picasso. You know, I thought that was. Yeah, because he's such a great artist and I just don't really know much and I like to study people. So, and then Joan Rivers. 
Joan Rivers. Ooh. Yeah. And that's that's probably I don't I don't think I have three. Yeah. Um Joan Rivers, Pablo Picasso, and me. And I think that we would probably Joan Rivers is so funny, but so smart and such a great businesswoman. And Pablo Picasso is such a great artist that I think it would be a really good um session of just putting together art and laughter and just good. I love that. That's a great one. Yeah. Um and so What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? I, you know, that's such a hard one. But what I can say is to anybody is don't burn your bridges anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because this is, even though it's such a big industry, it's also a very small industry and everybody knows each other. And even if you dislike something about the place that you work, make it work and leave as professionally as you can so that they can have nothing bad to say about you either way. That's yeah, smart. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very, very smart. Does that answer that? Yeah, absolutely okay. it does. Okay. That's like if, you know, and, and it, like you said, it's super incestuous. Yes. Um, everybody knows each other. Even if you move to another state or something like that, you just mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. So always treat others the way you want to be treated. Yes. And then... What advice would you, you kind of touched upon this, but maybe if you forgot anything, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Um, Keep up with your education Mm. and listen and learn to your elders and even not your elders, even people that have much more experience and have something to talk about that you know nothing about. Yeah. So stay humble. Yeah, totally. Mm. I've learned so, honestly, I've learned so much from both of you guys in the short time that I've been here. And I remember, I'm going to tell a, a funny story. I remember you guys were doing a photo shoot. And so I kind of stuck around to watch. And I remember like how you guys did it so professionally. And then Megan got up there and then she started posing for the camera. And the wind just started by itself. It blew her hair a little bit. <laughs> and I was all like, oh my God. That's, yes. That's like. I beckoned the wind gods. Well, no, you're in, yeah, you're in tune with what's going on and the wind gods. And it just. It all meshed and worked well together. And I'm like, I got to remember that, that you just have to really um, be in tune and, and meshed with everything, all your elements. Yeah. Because you know, it really makes things work. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. I, yeah. You, you do a great photo shoot, Megan. Oh, my Megan, gosh. Megan, bam, hit. Yeah. Look, she, I look, hear a click look. and I'm like, click, 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 click. And then I remember, I remember oh, my suck first. Suck it in, suck it in. <laughs> I remember my first time with Erin in, in the camera and she came into my room and she introduced me and then she was so good and just like I was like oh my god I don't know how this is gonna work but you were so good and I learned so much from you and then I thought well just pay attention and learn you know from her and from you and that's like going to school mm-hmm. you know like people, you, yeah. people always forget that like learn from the Everyone that you work with that is so good at what they do mm-hmm. and ask them questions and, and things. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I've learned so much from both yeah, of them. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Just no. do it and, yeah. you know, learn from your mistakes and get better each time. Yeah. So, Nico, what's the one, is there a common myth uh, about your profession that you'd want to debunk or? Yeah, that you're just going to get into it because you want a cushy job. I kind of, I kind of said that earlier. Yeah. Um, it's not a cushy job to work with people and make them feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. really have to, 
I have to, this is going to also sound strange. <laughs> I'm driving and I'm meditating to mm-hmm. get here. I mean, in driving and meditating, what is that called? A, um, it's when it's not good. Like who meditates when they drive? Yeah. yeah. But to me, it works. Yeah. And so, because I have to get grounded mm-hmm. to get here so that I can give the best to my client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if you just think you're going to slide into this and you don't really want to work hard and give your all, then it's not for you. Yeah. If you're distracted, your client feels yeah, it. I mean, totally. sometimes I'll be distracted talking to a patient and I have to like check myself. Like you need to focus, whatever you're worrying about, put it aside because you're there for that patient, or that client. And granted every once in a while, we're going to have a day when we're kind of off ourselves, mm-hmm. and that things might not be the best. And we have to take those days at the end and review and see why were they not the best? And how am I not going to let that happen again? Mm-hmm. Because I really feel the client is my focus for that hour or however long they're with me. And I want them to just get up and feel so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're also touching them too. There's like an energy oh, yeah. exchange. Oh, yeah. And not well. only that, they touch me. I would say, honestly, I just told the girls today, I said, I don't know what it is. It's Mercury retrograde. Mm. And the last two weeks, my clients have been, and they're always great, but they have been extra special and beautiful and mm. giving you messages they yeah, might know you yeah. Need just it really right good and i'm all oh finally i deserve a good mercury <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and the other last good mercury retrograde i had was when the treatment opened <gasps> do we open in retrograde yes. <gasps> that's a big no-no Ooh. like yeah. signing remember contracts. i asked you not to sign my contract yes. and you were like what is going on that was we before i got converted i didn't buy a computer i did get fully converted into all this retrograde stuff yeah. i 100 yeah. believe it yeah now. yeah so yeah, we, you know, if you have to push off signing a contract or buying a computer, you know, make sure to look at the the charts to mm-hmm. see when Mercury retrograde is done retrograde. Um, this is a short one though. It's over on March 10th. So oh, it's a short thank Mercury. You. Oh, good, so good. Praise good. Jesus. Yeah. Good to know. So, if you were stranded on a deserted oh my island, gosh. I don't what know. would what would the three things you'd bring? It doesn't have to be skincare. It could uh, be anything. Easy, easy. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Daniel Craig, Brad Pitt, and Josh Brolin. There you go. And then we'll all figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it Daniel out. Daniel Craig is fire. That's the bond, the blonde James bond, right? Bond, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not really into blonde guys. Easy. But um, I could climb a tree, get a coconut, and make lotion, <laughs> and live gloss, and <laughs> you, wash my hair in the ocean. And you'd, I'll have be the, fine. you'd have the beach yeah. waves from yeah. the salty water. <laughs> there you go. There oh my go. gosh. But then what would Brad Pitt be doing? Just looking well, good? You know, I, I think about this now, and you know, they just. They might be into each other. So like, you know what I mean? Maybe I, you're secret. I, I might be, I might just be making coconut cream pie and they're, <laughs> and they're all They'd have like, to build yeah, the oven. Yeah. They'd have <laughs> to source the, the wheat. So one of them could build a fire. The other could build a boat. So you might not want to leave that deserted island there you go. <laughs> with I mean, all of them. You never know. But I mean, chances are at least one. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's only us three on the, them three and me on the island. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to work out. Yeah. Eventually they're going to bend. Okay. Can you ask, can you answer me this question? Have you given facials to any of those three guys? Okay. This is, oh God, I hate to say this, but I want to say it so bad. Okay. So no, but I seen Leonardo DiCaprio naked. (laughs) Wait, pre-dad bod or post-dad bod? So right, no, right after it wasn't even released right after, um, Titanic was made. Oh, so he was a young little whippersnapper. Yeah. Let's just say that he was, was just looking good. Well, there was a lot of, there was a sparrow in the bush. Okay. 
But it was cold. It was cold. <laughs> yeah, I worked at a really, a really famous spa. I won't say the name. A really famous spa with a lot of celebrities. And he was there with another famous actor. And um, I, was, I trained these places. Yeah. And there was these private baths where you can make a bath for yourself. And they were getting in, and so I, I'm all like, what the fuck, I'm just going to, oops. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Here's your towel. I'm going to take a little peek. And I'm like, oh, not really much to peek about. But, <laughs> but I mean, he, no. I mean, you know, maybe there's showers and there's growers. So. Yeah, exactly. You never know. You never know. Well, I think Leonardo DiCaprio, Leo is doing fine mm-hmm. these oh, days. I, obviously, He's got yeah. a 23-year-old Victoria's Secret model, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. in his bed right now. So, mm-hmm. And do you ever notice, this is what I always say, because I never dated short guys for a long time, mm-hmm. but I always thought, fuck, Rod Stewart always gets all these hot, tall, tall Yeah. Tall and so women. I'm, I'm always like, okay, so it's okay to date shorter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You miss out, well, because since we're both six feet tall, if we dated people that were only taller than us were missing out on like 70% of the population. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Aaron, shut up. Your husband's like five inches taller than yeah. you. Aaron's trying to chime in like, totally. Bitch, you have no idea. You have no idea what it's like to be a tall girl. Okay. I'm not that short. You're five seven. Sorry. Okay. That is like how average. How tall are you? Five nine-ish. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, we, Nico and I flat footed. Yeah. And I realized that too. I was like, wow, like seriously like what why do i i mean if and if a shorter guy has the energy because i can't tell you how many well i actually can three have told me like i will climb that tree and i'm like oh really okay then get a get a running start because you're actually kind of cute you know what i mean like i will give a shorter guy a chance it's it's the confidence Mm -hmm. absolutely it's the energy if they think they can handle you Mm -hmm. i mean i i don't know the energy dynamic with your with your guys but for me it's like if they can handle my my energy and they aren't threatened by it then come on like you got to be five five to ride i agree i'm all like if you can climb the magic mountain (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 so i have one last question do you have any questions for me no is this like the question this is the question we have the question this is the signature question that we're gonna give for all of the guests oh okay all right so Nico, as you can see behind us, our motto. Treat yourself. What does treat yourself mean to you? So treat yourself means to me to be thankful, mm-hmm. um, grateful, humble, and get sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's super important. Your mm-hmm. bed is, is laid out yeah. and, and yeah. we do yeah. we don't like to not have sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be like your treat yourself meal or experience? Um, Palm Springs? No. Um, I do love Palm Springs, and you guys do know that I'm there all the time. But I think my treat myself meal is going to be something really decadent Mm -hmm. and kind of old-fashioned. So I love Lowry's primary. Uh, So does Erin. I love Lowry's. She missed her her time this holiday Mm -hmm. season because... Dane was a donkey. <laughs> my, yes, my husband and I go every year for Christmas, for a Christmas dinner, and it was my son's preschool performance. And so we were, oh, do we go? Do we not go? And of course, we're going to go to the preschool performance. And he brought home a sheet of paper that said, Dane is going to be the donkey in the <laughs> in nativity, nativity scene. scene. <laughs> and I could not miss my baby donkey. My baby donkey, Dane, has a crush on Nico, 100%. <laughs> and my medical assistant, Rachel. <laughs> Full crushes on both of them. Well, but then he'll get about, let me see, 11, and he'll look at me and he's like, that's one big bitch. <laughs> that's a big bitch. He's probably going to be know, a I big don't know if I'm too. down anymore. Yes. Well, let me explain my plate, my yes. plate at Lowry's. Yeah, Lowry's. Because it's going to be 
the prime rib and I like the um Aju. Oh, okay. English, like cut, English okay. cut, yeah. And then I like Aju and I like horseradish. I got gotta have the horseradish. Horseradish. But here's the other thing. I am crazy and I can eat it all by itself for cream spinach. I was gonna Ooh. say cream something. Yeah, oh. cream, spinach. cream spinach. I am crazy about cream spinach. I yeah. just love it. And then a couple of cocktails and I'm good. Do you like but the little salad here? they make on the oh, side? Oh, I love it. And they toss it and they throw mm-hmm. the dressing on it. It's yeah, I love mm-hmm. I love all of it. And which one do you go? Is there one in LA or Pasadena? Beverly Hills. Oh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. Oh, Beverly Hills is yeah. the one that I was, or Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love it. And I go mm, once a year, at least twice a year. Yeah. But I can, I can make a, an amazing prime rib. For the right Ooh. person, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> I'd make it for y'all. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Nico. Thank this was you. amazing. Yes. I mean, I felt like we could go on for hours. Yeah, oh, my God. Like, maybe we should, like, do a live cast from Palm Springs, and we just chit-chat in our jammies. Oh, and just, I would or love poolside. that. Yeah, or poolside, too. Oh, yeah. In your short shorts. Yeah, my, my eczema's looking really good. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you, Nico, for being you oh, and for so being a part of the be fam. Your, to be your first guest on this. I really am. And I, I love you both. And thank you for having me and inviting me into this wonderful lifestyle. Of course. Aww. So if anybody wants to get to know you better, maybe we should mention your Instagram handle if people okay. want to follow you on Instagram. Sure. So how do you spell Nico Alanese? N-I-K-K-O-A-L-A-N-I-Z. And then skincare Skincare. after, right? So Mm -hmm. at sign Nico Alani Skincare if you want to get to know Nico on his personal IG. Um, But follow us. We're definitely going to shout him out in case you forgot all of that. So you could follow this amazing master esthetician, Aries, just all around amazing person. So thank you, Nico, so much. Thank you. We're going to let you go so you can now enjoy your weekend and (laughs) and frolic. And thank you guys once again for tuning into episode six of Through Thick and Skin podcast. Make sure to uh, follow us on YouTube, our YouTube channel, as well as rate us on the podcast store. And subscribe. And tell all your friends and family, especially the ones who are Nico fans, so they can get to know a little bit more about him. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys.